G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of The Riff. Uh, my name's Dan and I'm joined here by my mate Cameron. How are you Cameron? Good thanks Dan, good to have you back. How's things going with the baby? Yeah, good. So I became a father for the second time, but um, yeah, it's all good and I'm back for a, for a bit of crime time. We just couldn't keep you away from the podcast, could we? No, I'm a, I'm a keen bean for it. So um, yeah, what are, we, what are we talking about this week, Cameron? Well, as it's a crime time, I we are joined today as well by Lauren. Hi, guys. Lauren's going to drop some knowledge bombs, and I believe this week we're going to discuss the big issue at the moment of AVOs. Yes, that's right. Um, so we're talking about AVOs on crime time this week. And congratulations again, Dan, for becoming a father times two. Thanks, Lauren. So essentially this week we're just talking about what a person is to do or what their options are if they're served with an AVO, so if an AVO is placed against them. So Lauren, as you know, I am a bit slow. Right. And can you just start from the beginning for me, but what is an AVO? I I don't even know. Okay, so an AVO is an apprehended violence order. Um, We're talking specifically about ADVOs this week, which is um, domestic violence orders. So there is a difference between a domestic violence order and a personal violence order, the primary thing being that it's a domestic relationship. But an AVO essentially is not a criminal charge. It's not a criminal record. Um, It's only a court order that mandates a person's behaviour. So, Lauren, I've, um, I've actually found Cameron to be quite abusive and intimidating lately. In your domestic relationship. In our domestic yeah. relationship. Uh, so, can you explain to me uh, what, 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 what I do to take an ADVO out? Yes, yes. So, essentially, if you're intimidated by Cameron and you um, hold fears and, in fact, fear Cameron, then you essentially can go to the police. You can make a private application, but you would go to the police um, and report that you're afraid of your domestic partner, Cameron. I am. I never agreed to this. So I'd, I'd go to the police. Yep. And so I'd, I'd explain the situation. And then what, what would they do? So they would take your statement. And um, there's there's a lot of other intricate processes here in terms of the police side of things but generally speaking what happens is they take your statement and they would issue an interim AVO and they would organise for that to be served on Cameron so police would rock up on his door and say hi here's the AVO. So it's pretty it's pretty easy for me to take an AVO out against Cameron. Generally speaking um, if I mean there has to be grounds and everything but if, if there is fear there, then, then yes, you can go to the police and there are avenues for people that do have fear. Now, I'm assuming, Lauren, if I get served with this AVO and I really don't want to have anything to do with Dan anymore, I can just accept it. Yes. Because I'm not going to see him anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I, I can really feel the love loss here. Um, <laughs> He's but been away two weeks. It's, it's gone. The spark's gone. Yeah, the, the love's gone. Essentially, there's a few options for somebody who gets served with an AVO. Um, generally speaking, you can just accept it and go, yep, no worries. So, you'll get given a court date. You'll go to court and just go, yep, I'm good with that. But there are other options because obviously... Dan in this situation would have gone to the police and said a whole bunch of things that you've allegedly done. 
And I don't agree with any of those things that he said. You know, I want to fight this. Okay. Uh, All right. So let's take it on. What do I do now? So if you don't agree with the grounds in the application for the AVO, then you do have the ability to consent without admission. So if you just accept the AVO, then you're essentially accepting the grounds. So you're saying, yep, I agree with everything that's been said in there and I also agree to the terms of the AVO. I agree to be ordered to do or not do certain things. But you are able to consent without admission. So it means you're saying, look, I don't agree to anything that he's alleged that I've done, but I'm happy to not do or to do certain things that this order says. But then if if Cameron wants to fight it... As in fight the the allegations or the grounds. And if he, if he wants to fight the allegations and the grounds and fight the order, hmm. then it's a, essentially, it's affectionately called putting them to proof. So it's saying to the police and to the court, if this order is wanting to be made, prove that it needs hmm. to be made. Right. So I really don't have to do anything. It's up for the police and the person making the allegation to prove that what they're saying has happened. Somewhat. So, because it's not a criminal charge, now, most people would have seen or heard on Law & Order that they've got to prove beyond a reasonable doubt and all of that sort of thing. Yep. It's not a criminal charge. It's a court order. So, it has to be proven on the balance of probabilities that this order should be made. And the balance of probabilities... From what I know, Lauren, is it's not usually used in criminal matters. It's more of a no, civil, civil burden of proof, which means that it's quite funny how it's used in this situation here. But when you go through the nitty gritty aspects of it, it does make sense. It does. It does. Because it, the difference between a criminal charge and a court order is significant. So a criminal charge, there's sentences that can be imposed. You could be made to pay fines or do community service or things like that. An AVO is only an order of the court to do or not do certain things. So I'm wanting to fight this now. Okay. You know what? Dan's really peeved me off. All right. And I've taken it personally. And the order's restricting your behaviour. That's and right. All these types of things. And look, an AVO can affect many different areas of your life. Well, it's, it's affecting me right now because, unfortunately for Dan, we work together. That's so it. That's it. And our offices are next to each other. So, And exactly. he wants to keep me 100 metres away. What am I going to do? So, essentially what you would do is go to court on the first date that you're given the order. Uh, sorry, the first date that you're given by the order and state we oppose the making of this AVO and we are going to put it to proof. Now, the court will make an order to say, all right, police, you have to serve evidence on you, Cameron, to substantiate why this order should be made. You're, you're then able to put evidence in reply. So you're saying, okay, well, this is what they say is the grounds for the AVO. This is why I say it shouldn't be made. And then from there, there's a hearing. And it's important for anybody who is going to oppose an AVO to have legal representation for these types of procedures because there are a lot of legal aspects involved in terms of evidence and how it's to be put and all of these types of things. But you put it to a hearing. Lauren, can I just ask you a question about the hearing? Because I'm so intimidated by Cameron's behaviour, do I have to be there? You do. You have to be there and give evidence. There's a number of ways that you can be protected. Most recently, uh, South Australia has a therapy dog that comes to um, court. I love dogs. 
Well, it will make everybody in the room happier. Oh. But it is for Dan. I think if there was a dog in the room, Dan, we wouldn't need an avia. Yeah, you'd be happier. But when you're having to attend, there are a number of methods to make it easier for you to be able to give evidence and for you to then be cross-examined. There are a number of ways that practitioners have to conduct themselves when cross-examining victims. Yeah, there's a different process. Yeah, exactly. But you do have to attend is the short answer to your question. So, look, we've gone through this hearing and I've lost. Dan's won it. I'm not happy, but I'm going to respect the orders of the court. But I think Dan's a bit scared of me still. Aren't you, Dan? I am. So I'm I'm interested in how the ABO or how the orders actually work because I've heard things about certain distances that, that, you know, the person has to stay away from me. So I want Cameron well away from me. Sure. But it's hard because we work together. Yes, there are lots of different orders that can be made to restrict behaviour. So there are standard orders that can be made and there can be um, specific orders that are placed by the police. So, for example, there could be an order that he cannot come within 100 metres of your house, um, but there could be an exception to say that he can come to work but there is also an order that says he can't harass, intimidate, offend you in, in these types of ways. Would that include online? Definitely would include online. So, we work together. That would be fine, but I couldn't go near his house. Okay, I understand that. But what happens if I do? You know, I'm feeling a bit risque and... I think I might, you know, try you and might push win the him boundaries. Back. Yeah, yeah, you might be able to win him back, I, I, stand out I the front with I a boombox. I think I can box. repair this, yeah, relationship, you know, because it's been two weeks and I've come to my senses now. I need Dan back in my life. You do. You'll miss him. So, you have a duty to comply with an order of the court, as does everyone. But you not only have a duty to comply with the order, you have a duty to actively comply with the order. So, it's important in circumstances where there's AVOs that, say for example, you're both at the shops Mm. and you don't realise that you're at the shops at the same time, obviously, and you walk into the same grocery aisle and you're both there. Cameron, you have the AVO put against you. You have to leave. So, that's technically a breach of the orders. And how, how long can the AVO last for? So, there's different time periods that can be placed. I I want him out of my life for a number of years. Is that possible? Uh, Up to five years is the longest that I've seen. There's... Is there like a review process? There can be. So, say for example, you get the AVO against you for five years and you, after a year and a half, go, I can't can't work like this anymore. The circumstances are very different now or whatever the case may be. You can make an application to the court to vary or revoke the order. What if I come to my senses and I want the ABO taken off Cameron? Is that possible? Look, not really. If you have made an application to the police to have the ABO, or I'll reword that, if you've made the complaint to the police and they've started the application for the ABO, it's the police's application. It's not your application anymore. You've started the ball rolling. The police have a duty to protect you if you've expressed fear. 
So if the application's made, it's really taken out of your hands. So you should take making the application quite seriously. Danny. It should not be made just because you're angry. So we've taken it a bit lightly today, but we also should respect the seriousness of the process. Of and, course. And the seriousness of the instrument. Exactly. And look, we have made it quite light-hearted in this conversation because it is talking about what is a very serious circumstance in a lot of ways. But in saying that, we are doing crime time, so it has to be taken lightly. So we can help people that have been served with an AVO, but also people that need protection as well. That's right. Correct. So we are able to obviously act on behalf of people who have been served with an AVO. The way we would do that is appear for them in court when the matter comes before the court and either accept the AVO on their behalf, consent without admission or put it to a, put it to proof. There's a number of other aspects to that. Mm-hmm. But we're also able to assist people who are in need of protection in many other ways. So this can come into play, for example, if it's a mother who has had to go to the police and take out an AVO against her husband or f- the father of her children. Obviously, in that circumstance, then family law would come into play to get protective orders for the children and also to then be able to look at other parenting aspects and so how... an AVO could be one issue and a multitude of issues that you may It generally is. Yeah, yeah, it generally is. An example can often be that if it was a domestic relationship, a boyfriend-girlfriend, and then there was joint property that one person needs to get back. So, you know, if the boyfriend's taken out the AVO and the girlfriend still has all the DVDs and all of that. So we can then liaise on his behalf as his legal representative and say, hi, we need you to arrange to drop off the DVDs at X place. Right. Okay. Well, funny, funny thing, Lauren, the other day I was working on a commercial matter and I had a client disclose to me that he had an AVO against him. Uh, by one of his partners previously. I'm not sure the the real details of it, but it got me wondering, can it affect different aspects of your life? It really can. So a primary example is you're often unable to get a working with children's check. So if you work in an industry where children come into play, then you're then unable to have a working with children's check. Another example of how it can affect your life is... In family law areas, so trying to get parenting orders when a different court has made a finding of family violence, that's a very difficult area that it does go down another path that we could talk about on a much greater scale, but it is a very big way that can affect your life in that respect. It can also affect your travel, so some countries take a very strong stance with respect to domestic violence. What about some states? Does it affect your interstate travel order? So it doesn't affect you travelling interstate, but it is an order that is enforceable nationwide. So if Dan runs away to Western Australia and you follow him and then you end up within one metre of his house or in the shopping mall, as we stated, then you would still have to comply. Let's say Cameron didn't work with me. Should he disclose that to his employer? You generally don't have a duty to disclose it to your employer unless it's included in an employment contract or it could affect the nature of your work. So say, for instance, in this scenario, Dan and I work together, we should probably 
notify the firm here that there's an You NDA. definitely should. Yeah. You definitely should. So Lauren, what are the uh, what are the key takeaways from this this podcast? I think the key takeaways would be firstly although again we've spoken very lighthearted about this and AVOs are a very serious issue and it touches on a very serious issue in society. And the second thing I think would be if you are served with an AVO, it is important to seek legal advice. AVOs are much more complex than what people generally realise. Most people talk about them and reference a law and order episode. They are very serious. It's important to get legal advice. And I think the third one that people don't realise that is a very common misconception is that an AVO is not a criminal charge. It's simply a court order. But if you're going to oppose it and if you're going to do anything about it, you need to do it right. So come and talk to us. Thanks, Lauren. So Cameron, I've calmed down a bit. I don't think I will take out an AVO against you after hearing that um, advice from Lauren. Uh, I want to continue the the podcast with you. This is beautiful. Oh, thanks, Dan. (laughs) We'll we'll keep it it going. Um, But I tell you what, the thing that I've taken away from this is that it's not really crime time, is it? Because Lauren's told us it's not crime. I thought it was crime. So, Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. tricked you. Yeah, that's right. So Next time it definitely will be about crime. All right. Well, that's it from us, everyone. So thanks, Lauren. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Cameron. Thanks, Dan. And, and we will speak to you all next week. Take it easy. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.